Welcome to episode 83 of the Roger Snipe Show. The Roger Snipes Show. One of my goals is to sleep like a baby and feel like a champion during the day. One of the hacks that I have to do this is red light therapy. Now, red light therapy is amazing. It helps with muscle size, strength, endurance, speed, cognitive ability, soreness, reduce fatigue, muscle recovery, increase range of motion in the joints, knee pain, rheumatoid arthritis, increase melatonin, boost production of endogenous anti-inflammatories, increase energy, boost collagen, and that's not even the end of it. I use the Advantage 1500 by Red Light Rising and I feel like a superhero on a mission during the day and a bear on hibernation <laughs> in the evening. If you're looking to boost your overall health, then get yourself a Red Light Therapy panel by visiting www.redlightrising.co.uk and use code SNIPES5 for 5% off. I love pre-workouts before training and protein powder after my training sessions to make sure my body is pre-amped, nourished and recovered. But one of the things I don't like are the amount of unnecessary ingredients in many of the supplements which are available. Wicked naturals are different. They don't use artificial colors, sweeteners or flavors. They also refrain from using gums and fillers, which are abundant in the bodybuilding and fitness industry. Not only are the ingredients efficacious, but much of them are purely organic. Now check out wickednaturals.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. The website link is wickednaturals.com, wicked spelled W-Y-C-K-E-D, naturals.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. Yo, what's good, what's going on, peeps? So today I am speaking to a very lovely lady who goes by the name of, hopefully I say it correctly, Paula Renova. <laughs> Paula Ren Renova. She is, I believe, from Brazil. Very lovely lady. And um, she's going to be talking about the power of crystal healing. Well, loads of things about the crystals, to be honest with you. There's there's so much to do with crystals. and um, But I've, I've titled it that. I only recently came across some the understanding of crystals through, I think, practicing meditation. It's kind of interesting because when you start to go into the realm of uh, meditation, uh, yoga, past life regression, and souls and spirits, crystals somehow float around in there. And um, yes, yeah, so I started to look at different crystals and crystals are relatively new to me. In fact, very new to me. Uh, I've, I've known them for about them for a while, but the concept that they bestow energies or frequencies that can alter, you know, your feelings may seem a little bit woo-woo. Um, but 
But um, yeah, when you speak to an expert such as Paula, it's like, wow, it really does bring it to life, it really does. And um, yeah, so I've introduced it in my life and um, you know, I've got incense which I burn and I have some, some crystals which I rest on my chakra while I'm laying underneath the red light therapy, um, chanting, humming to stimulate my vagus nerve and it feels good. I'm still, I'm still learning though, because I know there's so many different ones that works in different ways. And I know that um, you can have a certain number of crystals that works in line with your astrological sign. So you're born a certain time of year, you can have a, a group of crystals that works for you. Now, if you believe in that sort of thing, this podcast will be very, very, very interesting for you. Uh, if you're not, then I would say listen anyway, because you might be like, do you know what? This is really interesting, you know. I think I want to look further into it. Now, the person I'm speaking to, as I said, goes by the name of Paula. She is a, a PhD writer, energy medicine practitioner, and the creator of Cardinal Method of Life Connection. She was born and raised in Brazil and became an academic because she's always been passionate about the wonders of human nature, consciousness, self-development, and the soul. To fully pursue her passion for human nature, she studied and researched many cultures, ancient wisdom, and contemporary knowledge about who we are as humans and what our purposes are. Let's bring on Paula Ranova. Okay, Paula, how you doing, my friend? I'm wonderful. How are you? I am spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a great pleasure to be able to speak to you after seeing your amazing work online. So I had to reach out. Thank you for replying. <laughs> I wasn't too sure if he was going to. I was thinking this lady might be busy, but then I received a response back uh, from you. So thank you. So, um, you know, I've just recently started a, a whole journey really in the whole spiritual realm, um, trying to understand a bit more about my higher self. Um, it's, it's a whole new thing for me. Like I'm venturing in um, new waters basically. And one of the things I was looking into were crystals because I heard about, you know, the powers of crystals and um, so I was looking at all these, reading all these things online. I was like, wow, it's slightly different. People give a different perspective. Well, similar perspective, but um, everyone's got different ways of how they explain it. And um, there was a few YouTube videos that I looked at where it was just a bit too salesy. You know, mm -hmm. as, as they started talking about the crystals, I can, I can just feel the sales pitch coming along. I'm like... Do you know what? This ain't working. <laughs> I feel like my spirit is not connecting to this video. <laughs> but as you started to speak, I was like, I like this lady. 
you know, um, you know, like my intuition, higher self, everything, you know, everything was aligned. I was like, I like this lady. I wonder if she's on Instagram and that's what uh, made me reach out to you. So again, Paula, thank you very much. Um, so if you don't mind, would you be able to give a little introduction um, into yourself and, and what is it you do? Thank you so much, Roger. I mean, this is very, um, it's really an honor that someone who takes crystals seriously, even if you're not that familiar, I feel that you understand that they're not mystical tools for woo-woo stuff, right? I just, I don't like that vibration of mystical crystals or woo-woo stuff because spirituality is something that's very serious. It's not to make us feel intimidated by it, but it's not something to take for granted. So I do understand that a lot of the things about crystals and one of the things that has made me choose this path, I created a huge shift in my career. I used to be a university professor for 15 years. I studied human nature and comparative cultures. My PhD is in comparative cultures. And I was always drawn to crystals because I was born in Brazil in the middle of the country, in the capital of Brazil, which is Brasilia. So that's a political center, but it's also a crystal mecca, so to speak, right? It's a, it's a shield of clear quartz underneath it. So the culture in my city is politics and nature. So it's kind of a dichotomy that I was born in. And what I could tell in my society, in the society where I was born in, is that people used to kind of feel very overwhelmed by intense political activity. And they would just rely on crystals and energy healing to just nourish their souls. So that's part of the culture where I was born in. And when it was time to choose a career, I chose to become a political scientist to understand. The reason why I became a political science was to a scientist was to understand why do people make themselves so miserable on a soul level with conflictual activities, with so much conflict? And I knew that crystals could bring some ease to emotional turmoil at a very early age. I was 14 years old when I started to understand how that kind of thing worked. But they were very private. Crystals were very private for me. I was known until I was 35 years old for as an academic university professor. But when I moved to Florida, because my husband got a position here and I said, okay, I'm gonna research indigenous cultures and comparative cultures in the, one of the, some of the best libraries in the world in the US, life just took a turn. And because I was working on myself for my self healing, I knew that I had the connections with the healing people, with the energy healing people, not crystal people, but energy healing modalities. Right. And, and they said, well, you, you have developed a specific kind of work on your own for your own self-healing that we want to just see how that works on other, other people. So I was offered a job as a researcher in Florida for crystal healing. And I created a database for with over 600 case studies because I'm really, you know, the right, the left brain, the right brain is working, but the left brain is really skeptical and I do not buy into crazy stuff. And crystals are not mystical. They can be explained scientifically and it's actually very simple. They have internal geometry and colors that vibrate with our subtle existence, so to speak. We have meridians in the body, we have subtle bodies. So emotional turmoil is just chaotic energetic vibrations that can be aligned with your mind first and foremost. But if you have specific tools 
they can become catalyzers. So the, the game changer in your life is your mind and your consciousness. But if you align your consciousness with crystals, for example, they just accelerate your process because they have this internal geometry that aligns your energy field. I'm not sure if that was too far off. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. That's great. And like, as you're saying that, there was, there was a few things that, that popped into my head. Um, one was like, you said you discovered it when you was like 14 or something. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm 42. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm only discovering it now. I'm thinking you discovered it at 14. That's, yeah. that's great. And, and you felt a connection immediately. It's like you believed in it. And you said as well a little bit earlier that, you know, some people see it as woo woo. So how did you know for sure, you know, this is the real deal. I, I feel something with crystals at the age of 14. Well, at the age of 14, as a teenager, you're not really an academic, right? But I was, I was going, the, the, the thing is, I wanted to heal myself from my anxiety and my, what we can call psychic gifts. So everybody has an expanded mind. But some people are born with uh, an overexpanded mind, so to speak. I, I could feel people's vibrations. I could sense what they were thinking. I was oversensitive. I was an empath. And I did not know what that was. Mm -hmm. And I do not come from a religious family. My, my father is an intellectual, a medical doctor, a very skeptical man. He still thinks that what I do, he respects what I do, but he's like, okay, do what you want. <laughs> he's, he's still skeptical. And he thinks I'm insane that I just went you know in a totally different route to halt my academic career and just research crystals in the 21st century some people think that that's a that's a really um unusual choice right to to use very um neutral words but yeah what happened when i was 14 is i was starting to get panic attacks and nightmares and i could not deal with that and thankfully, my parents did not want to take me to the psychiatrist. At the time, that was not something that people used to do. They, they, did, they knew that I did not have a mental illness. They thought it was hormonal, whatever. But I said, I'm going to help myself. So I started reading two types of literature, Greek philosophy and Hindu wisdom. And it turns out that Greek philosophy is based in Hindu wisdom. If you see the parallels, it's just, you know, the source of it all is Hindu wisdom. It's, it's what happened in India in, in yoga. So I went to yoga classes and that calmed me down. And the Hindus do, they have, they, they have this uh, understanding of nature that's very scientific. So I started researching Hindu wisdom at age 14 and I knew that they had astrological bracelets and that crystals helped with the birth chart. And I ended up developing that in my career as an energy healing practitioner too. But then I said, let's test this. And in Brazil, crystals are very abundant. It's part of the culture, especially Brasilia. Mm. And it was easy to reach out to them. So I would just test, how does it feel to place crystals on my body? How does it feel to wear specific crystal bracelets? And I started to feel better and grounded and aligned. So I said, there's something to this. And I started developing self-healing tools with crystals for myself in parallel to that, I was developing my academic career. I was 18, I chose to become a political scientist, but I would always dedicate 50% of my time for academia to study political science and moral philosophy, and 50% of my time to the study of spirituality, including crystals, and how indigenous cultures saw crystals. And it's a huge, beautiful world to, to really dive into.
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, yeah, there's certain parts of the world that this is just a standard procedure. But then you, I guess when you move into the real westernized civilization, um, yeah, it's like, why are you guys messing around with crystals? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah um, okay, so I've got a crystal right here. I don't know if you could see oh, it. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Is it a tiger eye? Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a tiger eye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I read some good stuff about this and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it anytime I'm working. And I was working today and I was thinking, hmm, should I have another coffee? I was like, Ooh, the tiger, <laughs> the tiger eye crystal, where is it? Picked it. And I was just like rubbing it in my hand. And I swear some energy was charging through. I felt focused and I was like, wow, you know, um, <laughs> so it, yeah, it's, it's really amazing. I've got loads of questions, but um, like, okay, so you mentioned the consciousness needs to be involved when, when you're using the crystals. Mm -hmm. How does that work exactly? So you've got, if you've got the crystals, unless you are mentally or, I don't know, your consciousness is connected, then it can't work. Is that correct? Well, it will work just being in the presence of crystals. I, I try to see uh, us human beings we have four levels of consciousness. So we have a structure deep unconscious level that does not engage the conscious mind. So just being in the presence of crystals because they have internal geometry like that, right? Just being in the presence of a stone aligns your energetic field. That's what happened to me when I was younger because I did not know better. So just being in the presence of crystals aligned, just having them you know, resting on specific meridian points in my body felt more soothing and it, it did not engage the conscious mind, but I had to believe it to let it happen mm -hmm. because your mind can block any subtle kind of help that you try to get. If you don't believe in crystals, they won't work. You know, if you have open-minded, if you have a willing mind, you don't have to have the knowledge to benefit on the deep unconscious level. The subconscious level is the level of the inner child. So you are semi-conscious of things. So they act there too with the colors. That's my research. That's something that I have been writing about. And I would love to, to talk to more people about this because it's what I have observed. It's not just theory, it's empirical. There are years of research about this. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to your subconscious mind of the inner child, the colors will create specific vibrations and you, you still don't need to engage your conscious mind, but you have to be open and willing and believing like you, right? You have a positive attitude about it. You're not doubting it or disqualifying it. So I work with energy healing. And when people say, oh, you need to help my son or husband, whatever. And I say, if they're skeptical, I can't help them. You can only help people who are willing to receive it. And you don't offer help. You don't impose your help. People need to ask for it. That's what shows me the mind is receptive, you know, when people reach out to it. Then we have the conscious mind level and the super conscious mind, which is spirit and the higher self. So the conscious mind is the rational aspect of our consciousness. And that's where we have discernment, skepticism, which is healthy. I have a skeptical mind. I don't go believing anything just because people are saying it. But if, that, if that's too overworked, which is exactly what our culture does to us, it just enhances the rational mind and it validates the rational mind and disqualifies emotions and spirituality, then your rational mind becomes a little, it could become nihilistic, it could become 
um, doubtful and arrogant and maybe having opinions about things that we don't know about. So just disqualifying without the knowledge. And that kind of thing is not, not very good, right? But I came from academia, so I know we're trained to be that way sometimes. Right. So the crystals will work mildly if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, I apologize. If you're, if you believe it, if you're allowing, they will. But the more you know about crystals, the more they work on you. Then when you start developing the consciousness, which is the whole reason why I decided to teach about crystals after I had enough research to back what I believed was true, I decided to create courses and teach people about crystal properties. And when your conscious mind has those contents, because the more you sharpen your brain, the more you expand your life, right? The inner world and the outer world are mirrors of each other. So the more you sharpen your brain, and you create high quality um, neuro pathways, if you will, if you have high quality concepts and high quality theory to feed your brain power, then the crystals work so powerfully. It's unbelievable. The results that I see with people are just incredible. Wow. Yeah. So there's obviously, how many, there's, there's over, I know I've read that there's at least over 400 different crystals. There's probably thousands possibly, but yeah. Um, how do you select? I mean, it's, it, there's so many, you know, and they do so many different things. I, I've heard that you need to, I don't know, like your higher self will pick, like it will know sort of thing. But yeah, for someone who is new to crystals, yeah. where do you begin? I love that question. So the crystals are infinite because if you see them with an artistic eye, the hues are different. So this is a green fluoride, right? But it has different hues here. So I would say they're infinite types of crystals because they're infinite colors and all of that. Um, that's why it took me 25 years to start making my work public with crystals from 14 <laughs> to 39 because I never felt secure enough. I needed enough data. I needed enough research to really bring a system that would make people's lives easier. I don't want people to, to take 25 years to, to find out what I found out, right? So yeah. I... It took me a while, but what happens for someone who's new to crystals, your intuition will guide you. Actually, the crystal chooses you. You don't choose them. It's a really interesting concept from traditional cultures. Some people call it animism in academia, which says that you attribute human um, virtues or characteristics to crystals or plants or animals. But if you see the world from a spiritual perspective or consciousness perspective, that is not exactly how it works. So we connect on a vibrational level with whatever it is that we need, be it a crystal or any kind of inanimate object, sometimes with a human being, a relationship. Intuition is very magical, not to, not to sound woo, but it, it kind of is, right? Mm. But in my case, how did I select the stones? I have created a system and I researched a lot of crystals and every week I have a crystals and chakras meditation series in which I have videos that explain about a specific stone. And then there's a meditation to align the cellular blueprint with that specific crystal. And they will encourage specific virtues or consciousness, types of consciousness in your body. For example, golden tiger eye, because there's red tiger eye. It's also called bullseye or ox eye. 
and there's hawk's eye, which is the blue tiger eye. And the, the golden tiger eye, for example, is for confidence, personal power, the solar plexus, right? So if I, I have a video about it, about the, all the aspects, the mental, the emotional, the physical benefits of, of each one of the crystals, tiger eye is there. And then there's a meditation in which you disengage the conscious mind and you just allow the energy to settle on the deep unconscious or subconscious level. So you can benefit from the crystal from a conscious theoretical perspective and from a unconscious, deep unconscious, even the biological perspective because the cells of the body respond very well to crystal geometry. But a person who's not a crystal um, expert, so to speak, just trust your gut or your heart. You will be guided to a very specific stone. If you go to a crystal shop and there are thousands of crystals there, you just go and you will, you will know exactly which crystal or crystals to choose from. In my case, I have a 25 year research database, but I did not choose the crystals consciously for my system. I, I, it was all intuitive. We call it, um, in, in the spiritual world, it's knowledge by revelation. You just know, you get downloads. So I had to expand my mind and leave the academic world, which only validates rational thought because revelation and spiritual information comes as downloads in your meditation, in your dreams. And if I wanted to expand my existence, I needed to embrace the spiritual world and just respect the academic world as it was where I was, right? Because now I know that many universities have quantum physics and consciousness departments. If I wanted to be in, the in a university, I, maybe I could, but I feel I need to be in the world, kind of out in the trenches to teach people about crystal properties for their daily lives. I mm. feel it's more difficult, at least right now. I think there's probably, in a university, there's probably certain parameters where you need to be almost confined in you try and go beyond that, like, no, 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 no. Now, mm. now you're getting out of bounds here. Whereas with what you're doing, you could expanding in all areas, right? Yes, um, I created my own research institute. I created my own company. Um, and what I want to, what I believe is my mission is soul education. Crystals are tools for consciousness awakening because every, every property of a crystal, let's say this is an amethyst, it transmutes all negativity into love. It doesn't do it by itself. It encourages you to awaken your human ability to transmute all negativity into love because you have free choice. So the crystal attributes are actually consciousness reminders because the power resides within you. I don't want people to get superstitious about crystals and say, oh, this crystal is powerful you are powerful. The crystal just reminds you of your choice to connect to your spiritual powers or not. Is that making sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, I had a question and it went as you were speaking. I was like, <laughs> oh, let's say, you know. Um, okay, so um, there's, there's the different um, chakras in the body. Yes. Um, I've seen I've seen videos where they people get crystals and they place them on the on the chakras. Um, how does that work? And should you have certain crystals there, or could you just select whatever one you want? Um, well, you can intuitively <clears throat> just follow your 
intuition, but if you want to follow a system, there are many different systems out there. And I decided to create my own system because I needed it to be logical. <laughs> so yeah. my rational mind required uh, a logic that was aligned with uh, what I believe is the, the source of all human wisdom, which is Hindu wisdom, which, which is the cradle, I believe, of all human um, knowledge and wisdom, at least in my, my perspective. So the, the system I created does go, the rainbow spectrum is associated with the chakra system. It wasn't originally that way with, with the Hindu tradition, right? Chakras did not even have colors in the beginning in the very ancient Hindu wisdom. Then there was a cultural revolution in the seventh, eighth century. They attributed colors to the crystals to make it easier for people who were not really elite intellectuals to understand the Vedas and the knowledge. And then the Western culture created the rainbow spectrum as a point of reference to understand chakra vibration, which I believe is very useful. And that's what I chose to use as a language to bring my work to, to more people because it's logical and simple and it makes sense. So the root chakra is the coccyx chakra. It is the lower vibrational frequency. It doesn't mean that it's not as evolved as the other chakras. It just means that it's very more, much more connected to the physical world. And the color red uh, expresses that. So then you have a second chakra, which is a, the vibrational frequency is a little different and that's orange. Then you have a yellow chakra, the solar plexus. So they correspond to levels of consciousness. So the root chakra corresponds to feeling safe and healthy in your body. And when that's not aligned, people get physical diseases and they feel fearful. So the color red, any red crystal will help align the root chakra. And that's become pretty much a consensus in the crystal world, right? Mm. Then you have the second chakra, the sacral chakra, which is the center of pleasure in the body, enjoying life, giving yourself permission to enjoy life. Because once you're safe and you're nurtured and you have guaranteed your survival in the root chakra, then you, then you can have some pleasure. You can rest in the, and just enjoy life a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, the, that's the, the sacral chakra, the orange. So any orange crystal will encourage that kind of feeling, that vibrational frequency. The yellow, the color yellow corresponds to personal power in the solar plexus. So once you have enjoyed life, you can expand. And that's prosperity, creating new things in the world with your personal power, with your individual energy. Because when you're surviving and enjoying life, that's very collective. You're surviving in the world and you're enjoying life with other people. But personal power is very much about your individuality. So you start developing a sense of self in the solar plexus. And the Hindus say that that's an age time frame. So from zero to seven, that's the predominance of the root chakra, creating a healthy body, just being surviving as a specimen of the species, if you will. Then from seven to 14, you're enjoying life, right? You, you understand a little bit more of the world. You have your friendships and all that. You're becoming a teenager. From 14 to 21, that's when you start understanding your individuality and asserting yourself in the world as your own person. And once you've done that, then you have enough energy to love, which is the heart chakra. So that's pink and green in our culture, right? In the Western um, in the Western perspective of the chakras. So 
these, I, what I like about this theory is that you have a, an aligned natural way of being. So you, you feel safe in the root chakra. You enjoy life in the sacral chakra. You have personal confidence, personal power in the, in the solar plexus, and you love in the heart chakra. When that's misaligned, you feel unsafe and fearful. That's a root chakra issue. When you don't allow yourself to enjoy life, you don't give yourself permission, you feel guilty about it, then guilt misaligns the sacral chakra. The solar plexus gets out of balance when you feel angry or shameful, because that, that's what imbalances your individuality, your personal power. The heart chakra gets imbalanced by sadness and grief and, and attachment and loss, because that's related to love right? Mm -hmm. The throat chakra is the center of truth in the body. So from the throat up, that's the divine realm of our existence. So most people that I have noticed always will always need from the heart down, they will need some kind of help, but not everybody is willing to expand in a spiritual consciousness. So the throat chakra, the verbal abilities to speak from your higher self, if you don't speak from your higher self, you're just verbalizing non-original ideas. They're not coming from you. You're either repeating your culture or your family. Your energy is coming from below and not from above, right? Mm -hmm. So the throat chakra is the center of truth. And what misaligns us is lying, lying to yourself or lying to people. The third eye is insights and confusion or illusion, believing what is not true. And the crown chakra is surrendering to spirituality and it's misaligned or imbalanced by materialism and dismissing the spiritual realities. So the Hindus would integrate the physical and the spiritual with all the levels in between in a very beautiful way. What started happening in humanity is that as the cultures expanded, they, they created their own versions of Hindu wisdom and they either added to it like Buddhism added to the Hindus with the compassion of the Buddha, but some cultures have just mutilated a lot of it and become materialistic. So I think we're in the 21st century, we're kind of restoring that ancient Hindu knowledge by understanding the chakras, using crystals as tools, but as consciousness reminder tools, not as amulets, not as forces of of their own, because whenever you attribute to anything external to you, a power larger than, your, than yourself, except for God Almighty or Krishna or source, whatever you wanna call it, then, then there's a, a, bit, a little bit of misleading thought patterns, I think. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> it's a lot to take in. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> wow. Um, I'm, I'm thinking how, you know, this just, just as you're starting to speak about higher self, that's one thing I'm trying to understand a little bit more. Like I understand it's like, it, it, you know, it, it's like we're here for a mission and it's about trying to understand that as well. That's, that's my thought process on it really. Like we all have a, a divine purpose, but much of us, they don't, we don't live up to it, a lot of us. Um, so I'm trying to find mine and I'm trying to use whatever tools I can to do that, you know. I thought I found it at one stage and then I was like, I'm sure there's something else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I just find it fascinating. Um, so what did you say your main line of work is? What is the main thing you do? It's not the crystal side. It, the crystals are a tool for yeah. what I do, which I call it soul education. Right, so soul education can happen either with courses, right? With the rational mind and knowledge, which I, I think is important for you to feed your brain with high quality concepts and theory, but you can also have soul healing journeys, individual and group sessions. So I do, I have the theoretical part with my courses and the practical part of my work, which is family constellation sessions that we have been doing online since the pandemic started. So we have been holding them practically once a week now in English and Portuguese, which is my, my mother language, right? Um, individual sessions. I have a birth chart session in which I look at your birth chart and I create an analysis. And it's not just the information of your birth chart. It's actually a treatment. So it's a birth chart bracelet that I've created. And the positions of the planets in your birth chart, let me show you. Wow. These are, these are crystals that specific crystals that correspond to specific planets and your North node, which is the silver bead over here is your life purpose. It's the North of your life. It's unknown, uncharted territory that allows you to grow. The South node is what you have already learned and has become a comfort zone. So we have tendencies, right? To act in a specific way, which is very well known to us, which is very familiar. Mm. But if we stay there, it becomes a comfort zone. We're always expanding and growing in a dynamic flow of life. So the universe, God wants us to expand and to grow as human beings. And that in your birth chart is your North node, the lunar node, so to speak, the two lunar nodes. So the way I work with crystals is that I use them as tools for consciousness expansion. I always say it's soul healing if needed, because if we, if we don't heal our souls, we cannot really expand our consciousness. Yeah. So it's soul healing if needed, consciousness expansion and the joy of life. So I believe we're in the world to expand our consciousness and to be happy. If we're not expanding consciousness, if we're numbing our brains with whatever useless, whatever is we're doing, then we're wasting a lot of our life force in our time, right? Yeah. And if we're not happy, if we can't connect to the joy of life, and every person has his or her own unique way to feel the joy of life, soul healing needs to happen. The soul healing part is not the easiest part. It's actually possibly the hardest part because people don't want to face pain. They feel they'll be re-traumatized by revisiting a heart wound, whatever. But that may be the very thing that's holding you back, right? So your life can be so beautiful and so expanded. But if you don't purge what holds you back, then you're not living your full potential. So and the crystals help catalyze your consciousness and they help you become who you were really born to be, reach your higher self potential, start living from a higher self perspective. Because most of us live either from a wounded inner child perspective or an arrogant ego perspective. The higher self is neither. The higher self just blends the best of the inner child and the best of the ego and creates peace and abundance in your life. It's incredible. So yeah. uh, I'm sure on this planet, there's a lot of damaged souls <laughs> I was going to ask, um, how do people know that they have a damaged soul? And how do you heal these people? Well, 
uh, I help people heal themselves and the crystals help people heal themselves, right? right. So I, I do consider that I decided to become someone who facilitates healing. Right. Um, but people need to, to make that choice. So we, we, it was my personal experience as well. Until I understood that my soul was really damaged, it took a while. So I was becoming really successful professionally. I became a university professor with a steady career at 31. I had it all going for me, but my emotional life was crap. I was just literally going through so much. So I said, how can, that, how can there be such an abyss between professional success and emotional chaos, right? Yeah. I was living in the pits of hell. So I said, there, something's wrong and I need to, to do something about it. So how do people know that they have a damaged soul? Like I, I decided to face it when they are not happy in one or more areas of their lives, when they feel that something's going downhill. And being successful professionally doesn't mean you're fulfilled as a human being. That's why a lot of very successful, famous people go to, into drugs and, you know, commit suicide because they're just one area of their lives is going well, is expanding. The other, the other areas are just not. So how do people find out that they have a damaged soul? It requires a minimum level of self-consciousness and self-love and self-worth to decide that you need to seek help. And when you decide to seek help, then life will really have your back. You will get the right guidance. You will get the right people to help you. And that's what happened with me. And I did not understand that by healing myself with all the crystals, all the practices, I would be creating a system that was not only working for me. I said, this is not just tailored made for me. This is kind of crazy. This mm -hmm. is working with more people. My friends in the beginning, my when I was taking constellation trainings and I said, try this. And they would say, this is insanely powerful. It's, and I said, okay, so this is not a personal thing. This is a system. Mm -hmm. This is not a subjective thing that I decided to use to heal myself. So I said, I need to test this. I need to research. And right then um, we moved to the US, which is, a the Florida where, where we are is a beautiful space for energy healing. It's a Mecca of energy healing. There were many systems that helped us and that received us and that said, yes, let's work with you. Let's see how your, your system works with our protocol. And then things just start to align. So when you decide to engage in soul healing, and how do you know that you need soul healing? When something in the present moment in your life is not working well. Right. It's either emotional or financial or professional or your family. It could be a child. It could be anything. And there are mainly three sources, I would say. And if you don't believe in past lives, if you're skeptical, you don't have to believe in past lives. But you do believe that you have ancestors, that you have an inner child, and that you have an ego, which is the adult self operating in the social world, Right. So these are the main three sources of problems that we have. These are the main three blockages to a higher self vibration, you know, that do not allow the higher self to lead your life. Right. It's either your wounded inner child or your ancestors or your ego. If you believe in past lives, then the, it's a broader spectrum that we Sorry, have. Can I ask, where does the ancestors come into it? How could that uh, cause a blockage? 
that is what, what, that was the tipping point of my life. Because I told you when I was 14, I was getting panic attacks, anxiety attacks and nightmares. So I decided to help myself with ancient Greek philosophy and the Hindu tradition and yoga. And okay, it aligned me. Then I started diving into individual self-healing and soul healing. So I dove deep into the Enneagram. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that system. It's a personality type, a system which is ancient, 5,000 years old. It's beautiful, but it's individual self-healing. Then I dove into, I, I went to a psychologist, was there for four years trying to understand why was my emotional life so crappy. And it was traditional psychology, behavior psychology, and transpersonal. And my life was still going downhill. So I said, okay, I am doing my work. I, I talked to, to spirit, right? To God. I am doing my job here. What is happening? And then as I was writing my PhD thesis based in indigenous wisdom, in, in not, not indigenous wisdom, indigenous cultures, I was in a political science field. And I kept right, I was, I was researching the belonging to a society through the blood. So the Inca empire, everybody, 9 million people, had the apparently had the blood of the emperor it was a blood empire and every time i went to google to see belong family belonging through blood family constellations came in and i'm like what is this i found out it was an, an energy healing modality that works with ancestors so family constellations kept coming to me in my google search and when i went back to brazil because i was writing my thesis in europe I went back to Brazil, my, my, the first person I had lunch with, that's how, how life with a higher self vibration mm -hmm. works like that in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. They just place the right people, the right time in your life. And she said, my two-year-old daughter was becoming extremely aggressive with me. That's not natural. So I went to a family constellations um, session. And the next day, my, my girl was acting normal again. So I said, this is insane. And that's a family <laughs> constellation thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I booked a session for myself and I canceled the, the day before because I was going crazy. It just messed up with me so much. I, I just felt so anxious about that because I, my soul felt that something big was coming. So a year later, I decided to go to the family constellation session and I was so blown away by that that I decided to sign up. My, my instructor was the, the one facilitating the session and she said, we're teaching this. And if you wanna come into our class, it starts in two days. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm signing up for this because it's just too mind blowing. What, if, what ancestral healing is, is that we inherit the emotional energy of our ancestors. We have our DNA, we have the cells of our bodies and we don't only inherit the biological, energies or the biological material, we inherit their memories. And when I found out that when a little child is born and the grandparents and great grandparents have ha died with unfinished business in their lives, their suffering is transmitted through the cells and that child may inherit that life script. So just to be very practical here, I was having very problematic emotional issues with my romantic relationships. When I, only when I had a family constellation session, I understood that all my grandmothers were unhappy in their marriages. 
and I was repeating their life script unconsciously. Remember I talked about the deep unconscious mind. Yeah. That's where ancestral healing resides. So just to make a long story short, that was in 2010 and it's 11 years ago. Today I facilitate constellations every practically every Saturday because I understand how powerful it is. It changes people's lives. And a constellation will either address your ancestral traumas because we carry them in our deep unconscious mind and in ourselves, or it will address your childhood or it will address your ego as an adult who doesn't want to engage in soul healing among other things, right? Whenever we have an issue. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's mind blowing. I have, I have a lot of videos on YouTube. There's one, I have one, a course called a course on human nature. It's a three year curriculum. It's coming to an end on November of this year. It started in 2018. And I decided to put some of those videos available on YouTube. And there's one called three principles of the soul. It's a 90 minute video that explains the basics of family constellations. So anyone can watch that in my YouTube channel. It just dives deeper into what I just said. It's just a snippet of what ancestral healing is about. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll definitely want to check that out. And if you can, if you can uh, DM the link to me, then I'll, I'll also put that in the notes so people can click on it. Yeah. For sure, yes. Wow. Yes, absolutely. That's just powerful. I, you know, <laughs> I, thought to, I just thought to myself, okay, maybe stuff from childhood can affect us as we get older. Mm-hmm. But not our ancestors, I don't know, dirty mm-hmm. laundry is now for us to clean up. <laughs> like, what? It's crazy. And I'll tell you what happened. Why did I bring crystals into the picture? Because when I was doing the constellation work, it was so excruciatingly painful to see the pain of my ancestors and everybody's ancestors. Because if you watch someone else's constellation, it's a mirror image of your story. Because the painful life scripts of human beings are not very original. They're archetypal uh, energies. We, your, your pain is my pain. And a stranger's pain is my pain. What is original is life connection, is the joy of life. You create your happiness, but you repeat someone else's suffering. So it was so f- crazy painful that I asked my mentors, I had two instructors for family constellations and I said, please let me bring crystals to the field. It's just going to make it easier because I knew crystals aligned fields, right? Align the geometry, aligned the emotions. And they say, yeah, absolutely. And it was 10 times less painful with the crystals there. So when I do constellations now, I used to do them every month presently in my physical space that I used to have before the pandemic. Now we do them online. And I always ask people, please bring a crystal. So Roger, if you come to one, please bring your golden tiger eye. Just hold on to it because it really helps us. It makes the emotional charge 10 times less intense. The consciousness expansion process is 10 times faster. You get more laser beam insights when crystals are there. So they're just tools to help your consciousness processes. And they really are amazing, you know, as catalyzers and as, you know, tools that soften the pain because crystals want us to be happy. Crystals are all about the the joy of life, I would say. Who doesn't love them, right? Who doesn't look at a crystal and say, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, look, I, I was I was at the beach yesterday with my daughter and she was picking up stones and she was like, oh, this looks like a crystal. And I was looking at it, I was like, imagine if that was a crystal. And even just looking at the stones, it looked quite fascinating, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, um, so the different colors, you mentioned different colors represent different things in the crystals. They've got certain mm -hmm. things about them. I gravitated uh, initially to a red one. Mm -hmm. um, and it was only until I heard about the, the tiger eye, I kind of got attracted to it, but it was the uh, red jasper, which mm -hmm. I think I was kind of attracted to. Yeah. Um, you've got it there. This one, right? There, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Could, oh. you, could, could you tell me about the red jasper? Just a, just a I don't know, a quick synopsis. Yes, we have, uh, the video, the Crystals and Chakras meditation series, I have eight videos, not the meditations, but the videos on YouTube. The Red Jasper one is there. It's the piece of Mother Earth. So Red Jasper is a powerful crystal to connect to Mother Earth energy. It's, it's one of the favorite crystals of indigenous people in the Americas. So it's the earth. It's the piece of Mother Earth. So it's all about rhythm, not overdoing yourself but not slowing yourself down either. It's a rhythmic life, you know, in the rhythms of mother nature. And it's a wonderful stone to sleep with because you will have revelations or solutions to your problems come to you in your dreams if you sleep with red jasper under your pillow. But I will tell you this, not all crystals are good to sleep with. Golden tiger eye is gonna make you very jittery and it's gonna make you very hyper. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> don't to work out and you know to work and to to write whatever when you need to be awake. That's golden tiger eye energy. Rad jasper. It doesn't slow you down, but it calib it just it calibrates your rhythm. It just connects you to the rhythm of the planet and of Mother Earth, so you don't overdo yourself, but you're not lethargic either. Mm. So it is a slower pace compared to golden tiger eye, and the red energy aligns the root chakra. So just being in the presence of any red crystal, this is um, mahogany obsidian. Obsidian is lava. It's not, a, it doesn't have internal geometry. So there's a, a category of crystals called amorphous crystals that are, they don't have structure, but they create flow in your life. So in the system I developed, you want structure and you want flow, right? The mm -hmm. crystals with internal geometry, like red jasper, like golden tiger eye, they'll give you structure and the colors will heal your soul in a specific level of your consciousness. So all the red crystals will bring physical health to the body. They will help you align your energy with your ancestors, get the best of your ancestors. Instead of carrying their weight, you will take their strength. It's the same energy, but it's aligned in a different way. If you carry your ancestors on your shoulders, your life's not gonna be that great. But if you take their strength and, you, and they're aligned where they should be, then you take their strength and you skyrocket. So red crystals in the cardinal method, the system I developed is the peace of mother earth. It's the health of the physical body. It's a restoring sleep because when you sleep, you, you know this, right? Cause you work with the, the health of the body too. We need a good restful sleep for the cells to regenerate, for the body to be in good health. And it aligns you with the rhythms of nature. There's a lot to say. The video, that, that mm, specific mm. video is on YouTube. So you can yeah. check it out. So I'll send you the link to the Red Jasper video. Please, please. Yeah. Um, oh, that's great. That's great. Um, at first, like, so I've got, I think, nine crystals. I found it on Amazon. I was like, I need to start somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, a, I don't know, a, yeah, a box of nine or a bag of nine so I'm looking at these crystals and I'm having a little read up on them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I want to use all of them. Um, <laughs> so 
So I just had it in a bag, carrying it around with me everywhere. I'm like, I want all of them. But um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know the validity of that and whether some can cause, I don't know, be conflicting with others. Um, it can, can that happen? Can some amplify the strength of others? Do some work in synergy and do some repel or cause conflict with others? I love your question. They are very joyful in a way, so they don't get conflictuous, but they're powerful. So one centimeter, I use the metric system. So one centimeter of crystal um, has a one meter radius, uh, it radiates per one meter. So it's very powerful. So a tiny little stone like this has a one meter range of action, right? So I always say, if you're working with a child, get small crystals. An adult, I'm, I'm five, eight, so I'm not that small. So I, I like to use crystals that are about this size for my personal healing. Mm. This is about, you know, two and a half inches in diameter. Um, Appetite is a stone that will always work well with all crystals, very cooperative. Carnelians, for example, or citrines, they cleanse other crystals. They help the other crystals be cleansed. And also I would always suggest to people to cleanse their crystals, but don't put them in the sunlight because it may fade not red jasper because it's opaque, but this one, for example, green fluorite, it's just gonna fade the color if you place it in the sunlight for too long. And I see a lot of crystal experts telling people, play, play, put your crystals on the sun. But really I've researched this for 25 years and I've lost a lot of my crystals to the sunlight. So I just say, moonlight is great. Dry coarse sea salt. That's how I cleanse my crystals usually because some crystals cannot go underwater. They will dissolve like black tourmaline or blue kyanite. So just go for the easiest way, be practical. And I, I have a bowl of dry sea salt where I rest my crystals after I use them. So I wear crystal jewelry all the time throughout the day when I get home or when I, I'm home most of the time now with the pandemic. But when I stop wearing them, I place them on dry sea salt and just let them rest there for an hour just to discharge the stones, right? I ended up writing a crystal guide for beginners that I talk about 21 master crystals to align each one of the chakras. So it's three crystals for each chakra. And I teach you, know, you how to take care of them and how to use them. But if you feel inclined to carry a bag of nine crystals in your pocket, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Your intuition, yeah. Right, if it right. weren't that way, you wouldn't feel right. If they were conflicting with each other, you would feel, I need to leave this one here right now. I'm just gonna walk around with this one. Your best connection with the crystal is always gonna be intuitive. Trust yeah. your intuition. One of the problems I see with people, not just with crystals, but with astrology too sometimes, is that they get too brainy about it and they just get, you know, too, they wanna be technical and then they lose the soul connection. So yeah, you wanna know the technical aspects, but what feels right is what is right. Life is simple and natural with crystals. So if they wanna walk around in your pocket, just just let them be there. They're just having <laughs> in your pocket. Yeah. While I'm cycling, <laughs> I take it with me cycling in the morning. And mm -hmm. sometimes I'll have moments where I just use it as a moment of thinking, you know, trying uh, to connect with my higher self. And I'm that weird guy who's cycling, just talking to himself. It's that. that guy again. <laughs> what first got me started with crystal research, real crystal research, is an indigenous wisdom that says they think that they believed, and that's a you know very very ancient wisdom, 
that crystals are information transmitters. They hold all the information of the planet. They've been around for billions of years, right? So for us as human beings in 21st century today, how do we benefit from that? If you hold a crystal, it's an information transmitter of what you need to know. So your higher self will speak to you more accurately, more laser beam. If you hold a crystal and just align with the geometry, you don't have to do anything, just hold it. It is an information transmitter. It will bring you the right um, direction, which choice to make. And that's why I use them in the soul healing processes because they bring accurate information about ancestors, about your childhood that is resting in your deep unconscious mind or your subconscious mind. And it just submerges so that you can heal. So if you meditate with them, if you hold them in your meditation, if you're cycling with them and you just stop for a little bit and you just hold them to just think, and connect your higher self. That is exactly what Native Americans, the indigenous cultures have been doing for a very long time, especially with clear quartz. This is a clear quartz specimen. Mm -hmm. I've got one of those. Oh, well, I've got, I've, yeah. got, I've got a smaller version. <laughs> this is the connection to your higher self. That we have, I oh, think, so eight. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So connect to your higher self with clear quartz. If you, if you had to choose, what's the desert island crystal among all of them, right? There are literally thousands. And there are seven crystal systems with internal geometry, 32 classes of crystals. And there's the amorphous system, which is not even a system, which are crystals that do not have internal geometry like obsidian, this one, which is lava, right? Mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. obsidian, pearl, amber, some stones that came from outer space like moldavite. Those do not have internal geometry and they're really, they work really fast. So if you should be mindful, a little bit mindful of the specific crystal, obsidians and uh, which are beautiful and powerful, but pair them with a crystal that has internal geometry. Otherwise right. they, you're really, it can be a little intense. It's nothing you can't handle, but the more you start knowing about that, the more you get the consciousness, the more you want to, to work with them in a way that is aligned and balanced, I would say. Right. I heard that on someone else mentioned about the obsidian saying it's pretty powerful. I can't remember what they said, but they said um, it can be too powerful for some people to yeah. the point where I don't know, you might even have an adverse effect or something. Depending on how sensitive the person is, this can happen with empaths, with um, highly psychic people. Crystals can't hurt you. Um, there's, I said, there's a lot of superstition about crystals, right? They can't harm you, but they are powerful little beings. So just what I always, the method I created is based in divine proportion. So the, the, the size matters. You know, if you want to get, if you're a, a big person with a large body, you can handle larger specimens like, like this one, for example. I usually use this size of a crystal to, to charge the environment or for group healing. Mm. For a, a human being, for an individual healing, two and a half inches is ideal, in my opinion. For a child, it has to be smaller. But I don't want people to get scared of crystals because there's a lot of fear in the energy world, right? right there's right. a lot of superstition and people, oh my God, is that magical? Is that mystical? It isn't. If you understand the science behind it, it's just like food, right? Or supplements. You don't want to take too much because you know it can be overwhelming for the body and the same goes for crystals. I think the more scientific we are about their knowledge, the more we benefit from them.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, I was wondering, that was one of the questions. Um, I was going to say, uh, with the crystals, yeah, do does size matter, you know? Because, um, yeah, I've got loads of small crystals. Out, and I've seen people do, like, videos with, yeah, crystals like yours. And they look like breeze blocks or boulders, you know? And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, now I'm looking at my crystals like, <laughs> so yeah, um, the ones that look like boulders, are they like super powerful? Like, how, how, how does that work? They is are. We want to see, we try to see crystals as beings, like a human being. Right. So the larger the crystal is, the more it charges the environment and the person. That's why I, I like to tell people um, don't have huge like geos in a small place. You know, mm. I used to have a, a physical space for energy healing sessions before I went hundred percent online and it was 600 feet. And I never had a huge, a huge boulder because I knew it would be too much. It would not be respecting what I call divine proportion, the divine proportion principle. So just knowing that one centimeter of crystal has a range of one meter of energy, our common sense can help us. If the person's highly sensitive, as I said, a psychic or an empath, the smaller, the better. So I like it that you say you have smaller crystals. That's better than, you know, having huge ones, because if you have too many huge crystals crammed in a very small environment, it really can affect your ner central nervous system a little bit. You right. don't want to do that. And also don't concentrate the crystals in one specific corner. If you can you know, place them around, have them in different places. And the more you get used to the crystals, your body becomes used to them. It's kind of like working out. You start with little weights, right? And yeah. then you start building more muscle and you can handle more weight. With the crystals, it's kind of the same thing. I've been working with them for 25 years, so I can handle a lot of crystal energies and have obsidians in my room and all that. But if you're just starting, go for, just choose smaller specimens start understanding them more and you will intuitively feel like maybe you need a larger piece. It's not, there's no rule. Every person has his or her own rhythm, but I always say, you know, divine proportion is a, is a good friend to have. So yeah. less is best, smaller is better than huge. Yeah. And larger crystals are usually for environment healing or for group healing, like constellations. You're healing the whole family system. So then you can use a, a larger specimen. You, met, you mentioned you, you, got, um, you got a bracelet there. What's yeah. your thoughts on people having bracelets? Do you think everybody should have like a necklace or a bracelet and taking it around with them and stuff? Yeah, I love, well, the method I developed actually started as wearable sessions. So I, I, I wanted people to be with crystals wearing the treatment, right? So the necklace had a meaning, the bracelets have meanings, rings have meanings, and, and so do earrings. So I am a huge fan of people wearing crystal jewelry. I always recommend that in my crystals and chakras meditation series. I always suggest three practices. I talk about the theory. There's a meditation with the crystals. And then I suggest three practices with different stones. So have it in your environment or wear crystal jewelry, that crystal jewelry. And if you have, wear a pendant right here on your thymus, it's great for your immune system, especially light green ones. Bracelets right. always the heart meridian, the lung meridian, the large intestine, the pericardium, those meridians are here in our arms. So if your bracelet is touching those meridian points, you are 
creating subtle healing, energetic healing for yourself. So I started with my method as spiritual jewelry. And that was back in Brazil. And then when I created my space here and started giving energy healing sessions and soul education courses, people said, oh, I, I need that crystal and this and that. And I would recommend the, these shops and people would get the wrong crystal or, you know, it was just such a chaotic situation. And I could not, I, I can't speak for other people, right? So yeah. I decided to create my own crystal shop to offer treatments in the form of crystals so, so that my clients so could get the crystals from me. So you, you actually sell them yourself? I sell them myself. It takes forever to find, for a crystal to be in my shop, it is, a, it, it's a, a total journey, right? And it's, it's, you, it's for my clients, for people who, if people want to go there, they can, and they can see the birth chart bracelet, which is a birth chart analysis. And I create your own birth chart and I send you your bracelet. You tell me your wrist size and I will tune into your energy and see which planet, I mean, which crystal will be your sunstone. I don't believe in this crystal of the month that the crystal that the jewelry industry has created. Right. That to me is a commercial strategy. Mm -hmm. So I researched which stone has the energy of which planet because I studied astrology for many, many years. And that so Uranus is appetite, for example, Neptune is green fluoride in my system. And each person has a specific stone to be their sun, the, the sun. And I, I just create your analysis and do that. So that's in my spiritual jewelry shop. I had to create that because a lot of people who sell crystals, sometimes they don't really understand the properties that well, and they make up names and it's just the craziest world. <laughs> it, used to, it used to drive me insane. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's create a system that has some logic behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I created the shop because my clients really asked me to do that. That was in 2019. It's pretty recent. That's awesome. I, def I think I definitely need a crystal a personalized one for me. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, there yeah. are many... There are many options for bracelets there. It's called music of the spheres because ultimately what heals the soul is actually music. And crystals play silent symphonies that we can only hear if we have a spiritual journey, right? Mm. So that's what I bring in my, in my spiritual jewelry shop. It was the beginning of my work. But, you know, you have to, you have to be in this world to understand the meanings behind it. Yeah, of course, of course. You see, <laughs> when, when you get a crystal, do you, are you supposed to perform, perform some kind of ritual before you use it? Or you could just, I don't know, have it with you? Uh, well, I do highly respect spiritual rituals, but I, uh, what I feel about crystals, and that has been my experience, you know, it doesn't have to be everybody's opinion, is that they're simple and joyful and they want to make your life easy. So when you, when I get a crystal, for example, I like to, if I can put it underwater, because I told you some crystals get, you know, they dissolve underwater, but if I can't, like a quartz crystal is fine. Amethyst is fine. I like to wash it with lavender just because lavender is a clearer of the third eye. So it really aligns your mind and their information transmitters. And I place it on dry sea salt just to cleanse it. Cause I don't know where it's been. Mm -hmm. The space between the molecules may absorb whatever energy there is. Crystals are emanators of energy, but they will absorb energy too in the spaces between the molecules. 
So I just like to do that. And I just hold them in my heart and say, I love you. Oh, you're so beautiful. I don't have a, a spiritual ritual. I just speak from my heart and then yeah. just talk to them. And that's what I suggest people do. It's a very personal journey, you know, and they choose you. They want to be with you. They pounce right. in your life. It's not you that are going after them. They just say, yeah, I want to be with that person. It's going to be good. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. It's really so cool. um, let's say somebody had the crystals before and then they gave it to you. Uh, you said it holds energies. Does that mean it could potentially have held their energy in the crystal when you take it? If you cleanse them in, on dry sea salt, if you put uh -huh. it underwater, water is awesome if you can wet them. If you place it on dry sea salt for one hour, it's not, it just, it's very dynamic. It's not holding that person's energy or that person's intention. And people say, oh, yeah. that crystal can harm you. What harms you is someone else's mind focus. If someone doesn't like you, it's not the crystal that's harming you, it's their mind focus. And the molecules, the spaces between the molecules and the crystal may absorb that person's mind focus. But if you just, there's nothing more powerful than unconditional love, right? So when the moment the, the crystal reaches your hand, just place it on dry sea salt, then place it on your heart, which is where all healing comes from. All healing comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. Everybody can heal from terrible diseases to a stupid cold if they love themselves enough. So your love for yourself will heal you. And so if you place your crystal on your heart, there's nothing more powerful than the love in your heart. So mm -hmm. don't be scared of getting a crystal from someone else. It's, you can change that energy very fast. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't get too fearful and superstitious about things, right? Yeah, of course, of course. Um, what about, um, you said you could meditate with them. Um, meditate with them. No, no, put that aside for a second. So would one crystal work the same way for every person? Or does it work slightly different depending on, uh, I don't know, when they were born, male or fem female, so a certain mm -hmm. type of spirit that they have or energy, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to think I love different. that question, I love it. Thank you for asking that. Crystals have general attributes that will land on your energy field as a unique energy. So for example, um, clear quartz will, the frequency of clear quartz brings clarity and it connects you to your higher self and your higher self is always clear about what to do, right? Mm. So it will create a general connection with your higher self, but your higher self is different from my higher self. So it will lead you to do things that are different from my life choices, right? Appetite, for example, this is authenticity. So they have general attributes that will land in a person's soil as a seed of love, so to speak. That's one of the metaphors I like to use. I call crystals seeds of love that land in your personal soil and create beautiful plants if you allow it, if you water that, right? If you take care of it. So they will, they have general attributes, but they will be, they will work in very unique ways in each person's life. What I do see is that we are born with a specific energetic blueprint that you see in your birth chart the moment you were born. But I don't really believe in predestination as much as I believe in tendencies that can change. The more you connect to your higher self, the less you are subject 
to the denser energies of matter or even the planets. So the more you connect to your higher self, the more you attune with the virtuous core of all the energies in the world, your human energy and the planetary energies too. So yes, when it comes to specific individual energies, some crystals may work in very specific ways with different people. So I know that I have a huge connection with obsidians in general. Not everybody has that same connection, but everybody will benefit from the power of obsidian, which is to bring forth the truth. Did that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just, it, you know, they, they, they have certain attributes, but, you know, everybody's different at the end of the day. So it will bring whatever it is, whatever it means to you kind of thing. But I, I get you. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. When you, when you asked about meditating with crystals, the reason why I encourage people to meditate with crystals is because they're catalyzers of information. They are catalyzers of decision-making. They give you clarity to make decisions. That's the reason why I created the, the meditation series. People sometimes have a hard time making decisions, either because they're paralyzed or because they are, there are too many options and they want it all, right? It depends on the person's personality, but it's just so clear cut and so laser beam that it just enhances your meditation practice. Do you need practices? Do you need crystals to meditate? No, you don't need any external tools to meditate, but they help, they're catalyzers. They make your life easier, lighter and more joyful. And they make your mind a lot clearer and more aligned because in the end of the day, everything is geometric. And the more you are organized, the better your life will be, as opposed to chaos, right? So internal geometry of crystals help us get out of the chaotic vibrations and aligns us with more organized fields. And life is just easier that way, at least mm. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel quite at peace with it. That's for sure. I was gonna ask, um, Oh, a couple of questions. Um, mm, oh, shoot. What was it? Um, it's okay. They come and go. What was it? What was it? Um, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it? What was it? Um... Was it about meditations or soul healing or crystal colors? Or I think it was, I'm sure it was about, med that's it, meditation. Yeah. So yeah. how do you know when you're meditating correctly? Oh, I love your question. Thank you. So many people ask this. Okay. So there are many ways to meditate. If you want to be a purist about it, and I have listened to a lot of, of very, very beautiful spiritual leaders from the East who say that us Westerners are profanizing and not not really honoring meditation because we just add too much to it like vipassana meditation you can't have music on you can't have essential oils or incense or crystals or any distractions so just being in silence with yourself with no distractions is something very hard for not just westerners but every person to do because our minds are really intense and dynamic so there are guided meditations, which is what I do with the crystals and chakras meditation series. You hear my voice guiding you to relax specific areas of the body, to visualize specific colors, 
so that your mind focuses instead of being all over the place. And that's when you get, you're aligned enough to be in silence with yourself and just enjoy being. That's my definition of a meditative state. When you are enjoying being instead of doing or having, instead of going to the external world with desires, not that we shouldn't have them, we really should. It's all about the abundance of life. But being comes first, doing comes second, having comes third. And if it's all aligned with your higher self, it's all peaceful. If you do things that are not aligned with your higher self, you're going to get stressed. If you have things and own things that are not aligned with your higher self, you're also going to get stressed. That's a soul healing issue, right? So how do you know that you're meditating correctly? When you breathe all the way, when you're able to breathe all the way, the belly breath, when you can take in a lot of air, that means it's also one of the consequences or results of meditation throughout the day. It, it, meditation is not just about the 20 minutes that you're there. It's about your state of being throughout the day. That's why it's nice to meditate every day because then you create a good day for yourself and then you create a good life for yourself, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. So breathing, the belly breath. Some people have a chest breath. Some people have a belly breath. When you have both, when you can really fill your belly and your, and your chest equally and let it all out. It just means that you're, you're inclined to, to have a good meditation. When you can quiet your mind down and enjoy being instead of being anxious, when this is going to end, it's taking too long. Is it just 20 minutes? It feels like an hour, <laughs> that kind of anxiety. Don't give up if you feel that because everybody feels that in the beginning, but Practice makes perfect, right? So the more you, I'm not saying you should insist on it, but be persistent, you're going to feel good about the process and not really feel too attached to the results. And then the, the more you do this, all of a sudden you feel, oh, I feel more peaceful. I feel more clear. I feel more accurate about doing what this or that or thinking this or that. And decision-making processes become much easier especially if you meditate with crystals. Right, right, right. I've, I've been doing it for about maybe two weeks now. Nice. Yeah, consec you know, consistently. Whereas before it was like maybe a couple times a year. Okay. <laughs> Which is terrible. But yeah, now it's like in the morning before I go for a cycle, before I have a coffee, I'm thinking, all right, nice. <laughs> while I'm still relaxed, <laughs> I mean, meditate first and then I'll have the coffee afterwards. Um, yeah, so I am placing the crystals on, on, the, on the chakras or chakras, however you pronounce it. Very um, nice. But I need to work out, okay, which ones go where. At the moment, I'm just taking them out of the bag and I'm just placing them Good. and uh, laying down and just uh, for, for 20 minutes, I'll do some deep breathing. Um, yeah, but I wasn't mindful of whether it's the chest or the stomach. I think sometimes it feels more natural in the chest, but I should try in the stomach. Mm. It feels, <laughs> I don't know. Feel, Your body will feel It feels almost you. awkward. I'll be honest, it feels awkward in the stomach. It feels like when I'm eating and I've eaten too much and my stomach's pushed out. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, right, I need to go for a walk. My stomach's pushed out. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it feels better in the chest. Is that wrong? Is yeah. it? Is, no, it's perfect. Actually, yeah. I usually encourage people, I have an inner child healing practice, which is 10 minutes long, in which you place, I can even show this to you. It's the cover of my book, actually. Do I have to share it anymore? Yes. So this is the inner child practice. So it's a, it's a stone bracelet, if you can see it, right? Yeah. And a, a crystal in the middle. So you can place a bracelet on your chest and the stone in the middle to heal your inner child emotionally. Or you can place it on your stomach. This, if this is a sculpture, right? This is a very ancient way of creating a sculpture. I used to do this when I was 14 years old wow. and it's become the cover of my book and it's helping so many people. It's crazy. There's a tutorial on YouTube too. I can send you the link to that. And it's also Please. in this book, The Practice. And also you got your book on Amazon, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot of people in the UK who, who have the book and yes, you can get it on Amazon. I'm so bad with the, the camera. No, your cardinal good. connections heal your life, emotions, and soul with the power of crystals. Have so you done this, an audio book? Sorry, I just no, jumped, not jumped yet. in. Yes, I know people ask for that. I haven't yeah. yet. I have a, a your cardinal connection supercharged course that I I I film um, I film myself reading the book to you and commenting on the paragraphs, but I don't have an audio book yet. I should get that. Definitely. But the inner child practice is done either on the heart or the solar plexus. If you were wounded in your emotions, do it in the heart. If you were wounded in your personal power, do it on your solar plexus. So you're feeling like you need crystals on your heart that no one but you can know the best place to, to let the crystals rest on. So if the heart feels right, then, then great. You probably, have, you probably don't have personal power issues. Maybe you need to work on the heart level. I don't wow. know. I don't know you. This is just from intuition by what you're giving me as feedback, what feels right as a crystal placement, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is amazing stuff. I think, yeah. I mean, there's loads of questions. I, you know what? I want, I want to have you back on another time. Um, yeah, to, because there's so much, so much to talk about. I would you know, love that. Including like past lives and stuff like that. I'd love to get into that, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, there are many topics that we can develop with the carnal method of life connection. So crystals are the tools that I use, right? All forces of nature are actually part of the carnal method, but we can talk about the ego, the inner child, ancestors, family stories, whatever it is that makes sense for you in your podcast, I would be more than happy to come back. Oh, exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So honor and pleasure. Oh, honor is mine. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And again, it was because I, I came across your YouTube video and, you know, the sincerity of you, that's what sold it for me. You know, I was Thank like, you. this lady really knows her stuff. And I can, I can see she loves it as well. Like she's talking from the heart. I don't even see her lips moving just from the heart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. It is a passion. It's so much love there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so you're on YouTube. What's your YouTube channel? It's my name, Paula Renova. It's P-A-O-L-A-R-A-N as in Nancy, O-V as in Victor A. I'm also yes. on Instagram and I have a website, paularenova.com. And I can send you specific videos, the inner child practice and the, the three principles of the soul, which dives deeper into constellation theory, 
And yeah, my book's on Amazon. I have two published books. They're, they're both on Amazon and amazing. it would be amazing if people got familiar. I would be more than honored to have more people know about this. Yeah, they should do. I think after watching this, people are going to be like, do you know what? I need to get involved. <laughs> I need Thank to. Thank you. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. That would be Thank you. Thank you very much, Paola. Congratulations been... for your work, for helping people, for helping people connect to who they truly are and being who they were born to be. I really appreciate the work that you do. Thank you oh, for being involved doing that. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, you know, this is another part of my journey, to be honest with you, because, you know, I've always felt that my, my purpose here is to help others, like to, to make people better human beings. Um, you know, I always had this thing where I've just wanted to be some kind of superhuman, like mm. from childhood. I'm like, oh, I just, I just want to be, I want to be super healthy. I want to be, I want to have a great mindset. And it's only recently the whole spiritual side. I'm like, wow, that's, that's the link, what I've been looking for, you know, and now with this and understanding it, I can now, you know, share it with my tribe, you know, and, and, you know, make them grow. So this is helping this information here. <laughs> this is wonderful. When we have this synchronicity of like-minded people, it's, it's wonderful. Thank it you. Is. Thank you very much again, Paula. I really, really do appreciate it. Thanks. All right. God bless. And you have a, a great day. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips so always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time. <laughs>